Welcome to the Second Course Podcast, a production of Coppell Bible Fellowship. Every week we discuss our sermon series to expand on what God is teaching us. Grab a chair and join us at the table. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's another episode of the Second Course Podcast, a podcast of Coppell Bible Fellowship. And it's a very special one today, I think. <laughs> but I'm joined. We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, right. This is an unusual approach to a podcast. But I'm here with Bark F and Michael. Gentlemen, how are you? Oh, great. doing great. Just yeah. storing up this AC before the heat hits. I know. There I you know. Go. <laughs> Please, yeah. It's, it's you, coming this week. It's it great is. when you, you plan a family uh, event that takes place outside and every night is like 105. It's like the the hottest week it's the hottest right. week in the last decade right. yeah it's thanks a lot okay well we're just gonna work water. we got plenty of water we got plenty of water yeah. so yeah um well you know if you're here with us there's a good chance that you're listening today because you were promised something <laughs> really you were promised what was something that on a I don't know. sunday worry well really yesterday yeah. if yeah, you're tuning sure. in on monday Absolutely. and that is uh, a continuation of our parable series, and Barkef, you took an interesting approach by saying you would finish the sermon on the podcast. <laughs> That's not exactly what I said. What I said was I'd cover these three verses these that three. I'm not covering today. That's exactly what I said. Okay, that is. And I, I was listening, by the way, but yeah. there was a little joke earlier that I wasn't in the in the sermon. But there, a lot happened between them. But I Absolutely. did listen. No doubt. I, I did listen to it. Um, but, uh, you know, that's an interesting approach, and we were just talking about it. So why don't we start with the recap? So you, you go ahead you with bet. the recap, you set bet. us up, and then we'll go right into those those verses. Okay. So we are in uh, Luke chapter 16, and I've talked about the fact that I think this is one of the most confusing, but also one of the most practical of all the parables that Jesus teaches. He makes it clear that he's speaking to the disciples, and he begins to tell a story about an unjust steward, and if you don't read it and think through it, you'll think that he is lauding the unjust steward for some shenanigans that he's doing toward his master's material wealth, but that's not exactly what's going on. So as he begins the story, we have a steward who is a manager of a very wealthy man's estate, and uh, the word goes out to the... Uh, owner of the estate that this manager, this steward, is mishandling his his stuff, his material wealth. In fact, he's ripping him off. And so he approaches, that is, the owner approaches the manager and says, hey, uh, what's this I hear about you? Get the books in order because you're fired. And so the manager doesn't know exactly what to do. He's thinking to himself, now I'm in real trouble because I'm uh, I'm unable to dig, I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm too proud to beg. And he comes up with this scheme of how he's going to take care of himself when he gets fired. And he calls all the debtors of his master to him, and he says, how much do you owe? And he begins to give them these special deals. I won't go into the full detail, but basically he cuts their uh, bill in half or by 20%, and he tells a guy, you know, give me the money right now, and now you can go off, and you got this great deal. Then the idea being that once he loses his job, uh, I have scratched your back, now you scratch mine. And through this nefarious deal, those who he's taking care of and, and given a great deal to will, will uh, take care of him once he's kicked out of his job. So the master hears about the shenanigans that he's pulled, and surprisingly, the very man who's being ripped off says, you are extremely shrewd. Then Jesus follows the story with, yes, he is shrewd, 
and that the people of this generation are more shrewd than the sons of light or the sons and daughters of light, meaning that the unbelievers are more wise, worldly wise, in taking care of their future using their material wealth or uh, unrighteous mammon, as it's called, to take care of their future than we, those of us who are going to live forever through simple faith in Jesus Christ, knowing that there is an eternal future coming, we often get confused, and we're not using this material wealth that has temporarily been put under our control uh, to plan for our future in eternity. And so that's really what the lesson is. The lesson is, hey, don't get confused. Everything you own has been given to you on loan by God. Use it for eternal purposes, and that's the overarching lesson. Mm-hmm. Now, when he finishes this lesson, the Pharisees <clears throat> basically start snorting at him <laughs> and sneering at him, and literally the term used, they're deriding him, the term used means they turn up their nose as if to say, you stink. <laughs> and Jesus comes back around and he says, uh, you justify yourselves, but God knows your hearts. And he says, what you're doing is abominable to the Lord. Now, this word abominable, abhorrent to the Lord, literally comes from a word family that means to stink. <laughs> so there's a wordplay here going on. They're, they're turning their nose up at Jesus' teaching as if he, his teaching stinks, And he's saying, no, you Pharisees who know the law, you have embraced the world's values, and when you do that, that's abhorrent to the Lord. That makes the Lord turn away from you because you're the one who stinks right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very interesting turn, a phrase that he's using there. And that's, that's kind of where we went, and we talked about the fact that we have an opportunity. Let us, how shall we then live? Mm-hmm. We have received... Uh, the free gift of eternal life through simple faith in the person and the promise of Jesus Christ. So how shall we then live in this temporal life that we're in? And that is make sure that we embrace God's values and use the stuff that's on loan to us, our time, our treasure, and our talents for his kingdom purposes and plan well for our future and eternity. And that's the lesson. Now, mm-hmm. at the very end of this, and after speaking to the Pharisees such, these, these strange three <laughs> verses that come up. And we didn't cover them yesterday because, uh, frankly, we're running out of time, and I didn't want it to distract us. But how does all this fit in? Let's, let me read the verses, and then we'll cover them. Those of you who are waiting with bated breath because <laughs> I, I told you it was going to happen last <laughs> week. I just, I just held my breath. Here there we go. you go. <laughs> Here's what it says now in verse 16 of Luke 16, and we'll go through 18. Speaking to the Pharisees, he says, The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John, meaning John the Baptist. Since that time, the gospel of the kingdom has been preached, and everyone is forcing his way into it. But it's easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one stroke of a letter of the law to fail. Everyone who divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery. And he who marries one who is divorced from a husband commits adultery. Now, what does this have to do with what's going on? <laughs> the unjust steward. And that's, that's why you're here today. That's on the, why we're here <laughs> today. Course podcast. So remember now, he is rebuking the Pharisees for rebuking his teaching. 
there's a similar passage here talking about those who are forcing their way into the kingdom. A parallel passage in Matthew 11:12 says this, For the days of John the Baptist until now, from the days of John the Baptist to now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and violent men take it by force. The point is, he has been preaching, the kingdom has come. John has said, the kingdom is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of God mm-hmm. is at hand. So we have all these promises from the Old Testament, the Messiah to come who will usher in the kingdom. And John says, the king's here. And if you'll listen to him, the kingdom is going to come right here, right now. The Pharisees are rejecting Jesus' teaching. In the gospel, I mean, in the gospel of Matthew, we, we have the Sermon on the Mount. And in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says six times, You have heard it said, Mm -hmm. but I say. You have heard it said, but I say. He is correcting the misinterpretations of the law being taught by the scribes and the Pharisees. And he's saying, you're toying with this as if you could ever earn your way into the kingdom. You're rejecting what I'm offering you, how you can actually get into the kingdom. And instead, you're, you're claiming that by the law, you're going to work your way in the kingdom. And the truth of the matter is, the only way you could possibly do that is you change the meaning of the law. Mm-hmm. And that's is. what you're doing. In other words, there, is, uh, there are two schools of rabbis during the time of Christ. And Galil, I mean, uh, Hillel was teaching liberally that uh, you could divorce your wife for any unclean thing. And he brought that all the way down to the idea if she burned your dinner. (laughs) That was never the proper interpretation of the law. That was only for marital unfaithfulness Mm. that you would not have to, but you would be permitted to Mm. divorce your wife and give her a certificate of divorce if that would take place. But he's saying is, you've changed the law, you Pharisees, so that you can try to wiggle away that you're actually going to work your way in through keeping law. And the only way you can do that is to change Mm -hmm. the meaning of the Mm -hmm. law. And you need to know something. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. And if you don't come to me, you're going to perish. And that's the point he's trying to Mm -hmm. make here. And he's saying, now, when it comes to divorce and remarriage, that was my concern is if I step into these last three verses that it would... mm, just move the whole idea of what the message yeah. is about mm-hmm. into those, because we know we have in our church congregation, our church family and friends who listen, there are people who have experienced the sting mm-hmm. of divorce. And many of them have been divorced, and it's not for marital unfaithfulness. Some mm-hmm. it has been for that, which, by the way, you're not required to divorce if there's marital unfaithfulness. In fact, you would be encouraged to work that out. Mm-hmm. But you do have permission to do that. But the problem is that now there are folks who are in the New Testament time frame. We're, we're under the grace of God through Christ Jesus. And there is only one unforgivable sin, and that's rejection of the offer of Christ. Mm -hmm. If you have embraced the offer of Christ, if you're convinced that through the person and the work of Jesus Christ, eternity is yours forevermore, then you can be forgiven for any and all Mm -hmm. sin as far as your fellowship with God is concerned. In other words, for those who are walking in Christ today, regardless of their past sins, Mm -hmm. 
they have full access and fellowship to God through Jesus Christ. Mm. And in the church, there are no second-class citizens. Mm. So if you have Mm -hmm. been dealing with the guilt of divorce, dear, sweet brother or sister in Christ, who you have now been walking with the Lord, fear not, you're not a second-class citizen. Mm -hmm. Be faithful where you are. Show respect to your ex-spouse, especially for the sake of your children and for the sake of your testimony before the Lord. And walk with your head high because of what Christ has done for you. Where is your identity? Well said. Your identity is in Christ. So I hope that's encouragement to those mm-hmm. of you who have been listening and are wondering what you were, you were reading ahead <laughs> yesterday <laughs> and you saw these difficult verses and you're thinking, what's going on here? I want you to be encouraged. Mm-hmm. You are fully welcome and embraced. In fact, it wasn't that long ago I had a, a young husband call me. He had visited our church and mm-hmm. then he wanted to know. He said, listen, I've... I've been divorced and I'm remarried. And I just want to know, where do you guys stand on that? Will I ever be welcome to some level of leadership here? And my answer was, have you confessed all your the sins that you've committed participating in this in any way, shape, or form? Yes. Okay. Uh, are you walking with the Lord now? Yes. Okay. Well, then, yeah, you're eligible for leadership <laughs> yeah, as time yeah. goes forward. Right. Yes, you are. So you're not, there aren't any second-class citizens here. All of us walk by the grace of God yeah. through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Mm-hmm. So be encouraged. All are welcome through Christ, our Savior. Are you sure you don't want to preach that next week? <laughs> get on there, man. Uh, yeah, we had what, 300 and I think 57 people it was yesterday. jammed in and there. I, and I doubt all 357 will listen to the podcast. Yeah. They're missing out, though. That was yeah. uh, well said. You bet. And you I bet. can see where, obviously, the rub of like getting to the end of a sermon going, oh, man, now I'm just going to – people are going to be like, what in the world are we talking about now? <laughs> but it was that, that was actually really encouraging because I mm-hmm. even think about it not just in the standpoint of – of obviously a divorce or anything, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. any sins, yeah. anything right. that's taking away from fellowship, but getting back in that right relationship and, you know, confessing what, need, what needs to be confessed, getting back in the fellowship with the Lord, knowing there's no second-class citizens, that's really encouraging. Yeah. People need to know that. So Absolutely. You, you Absolutely. know, you're supposed to be up next weekend, so you could always <laughs> just... Yeah. We'll, we'll play that by we'll ear. see what happens. That's right. That's right. You are ready, right? You're all, ready. you're all loaded. I was waiting, Locked Saturday, and loaded. I was waiting yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, you better be. For a you better be. I, I promise you, before I went yeah. to bed, I looked at my phone because it has do not disturb at like 8.30. Right, know, right, right, right. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? It's 10 o'clock. Let me look at my phone real quick. And I was like, is there going to be a text from Barkett? <laughs> For those that don't know, Barkett's about to be a granddaddy. That's right. So we're just right. waiting, and, and we're in the corner and ready to tag we team are, in if need be. Yeah, I'm, I'm up to bat next Sunday. But if I get a call from uh, my son, I will leave this place. I'll drop that mic and run. So, uh, and you know what's going to happen. You, it's going to happen about 2.30 oh, in the morning. That's right. Gonna get That's the text right. At I'm going to wake up in the morning. Yeah. I'll, wake, I'll wake up about 5 on Sunday, and I'll go, there we go. No, but the, o- overall, man, this is, uh, you're right, it's so practical of a sermon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The first part, second part are also encouraging, but th- there are things about it that it, it really is odd, and I think mm-hmm. that's why I love doing the parables, because, you know, you, you realize, I think Brian said this a couple weeks ago when he let off, the parables kind of come later in Jesus' ministry. Right, because they're kind of some of them hard to understand, and they're specifically a lot of them about the kingdom of God, but also very practical for the here and now, like Mm -hmm. the unjust steward. 
but someone new to their faith going, oh yeah, let me let me see what Jesus has to say in the Gospels, and they start reading that, and they may go, what right. in the world does this mean? But it's actually right. a very encouraging story. And to think it is so true, even for believers, that we use our monies here and now and our mm-hmm. resources here and now to mm-hmm. store up for ourselves or right. our family, and that's not necessarily wrong. But are we letting that get in the way of what we're trying to store up for the Lord? And should we mm-hmm. have it flip, be more worried about what we're storing up for the Lord and, and eternal, uh, the eternal riches, as you said yesterday? And that was a, a gut check. And honestly, I, I was dropping off the kids this morning at my mother-in-law's. And mm-hmm. We were talking about the sermon, and, and she said she was talking to a couple ladies yesterday mm-hmm. who were just afterwards going, wow, that was really challenging. But in that healthy way, not in that, mm-hmm. man, I just felt yeah. bashed that I'm not right. doing anything right, I'm, right. I'm wrong in this which is the presentation so good job on that but mm-hmm. uh, it really was challenging to th- sit and think and go what are we doing or not doing and, or could be doing and then obviously to also relay that into uh, the Old Testament sacrifice sweet aroma New mm-hmm. Testament fragrant aroma look at what these opportunities which we we never really talk about hey give your money to the church here's what we're going to go do yeah. but we have this now with the Amazon trip specifically and trying to feed 200 families and uh, and, and trying to build two wells, and that's $18,000 total, and mm-hmm. we got a month and some change to raise it. And so do you guys want to partner with us and create these eternal riches and stuff? So it was just and, well and done. And just making it clear, nobody's obligated. It's mm-hmm. it's above and beyond yeah. your regular giving. And, and uh, I felt compelled, and, and I hope everyone heard it, that uh, we understand that this is such a healthy uh, church family and people are so generous mm-hmm. and support uh, mm-hmm. the ministry that's going on here. We're, we're debt-free and, uh, you know, we're good stewards of what God has put into our hands for ministerial reasons. And we're just grateful. I mean, mm-hmm. the three of us, yeah. we're, we're just grateful Absolutely. that uh, through the generosity of this church family, God is allowing us to serve him in a full-time capacity in ways that many others would love to, but mm-hmm. aren't in this position. Mm-hmm. This is the high privilege that we have. Very much so. And, uh, but here, here's, a, here's an opportunity to just press even further into that thank you life mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. say, you know, God, use my stuff to, to reach others because yeah. people really are perishing. It's yeah. the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and something, you know, we think about it, a water well or mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. You know, that changes your perspective, I think, personally, to look at the people who are benefiting from it mm-hmm. and the long term for them, the right. future for them is, okay, we fed them and that's amazing, but mm-hmm. here's the door to open mm-hmm. potentially for us right. to talk about, okay, this goes so much beyond mm-hmm. just your life here. Right. Here's that door open. And so while if you're, you know, maybe you can't go to the Amazon, but this is the way that you, you can support that. Absolutely. You know what? That's just as important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because you have just, if someone comes to faith through that, exactly. you're a part of that. All right. No question. Yeah, no yeah question. you know, in Young Life, where I used to work for about a decade, you know, we raised a lot of support. That's how we did it. And one of the things is you get these people who would uh, obviously be giving to a church. We'd always encourage them because we were a parachurch ministry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, give to the church first. But then you'd also have these people that would just give monthly. Mm-hmm. And that was great and needed. But what was interesting is over my time, there was mm-hmm. multiple, multiple stories where when something came up like this, mm-hmm. hey, we need to pay $8,000 because we need another bus to take the can- uh, you know, yeah. to get kids to camp because we have so many sign up or whatever it may be. And you're giving that tangible opportunity. Specific opportunity. That is, mm-hmm. it, that is you know, time is short. We got a month to do this. You really saw, it, and not everyone 
maybe has the gift of giving in the sense of they love that. Mm -hmm. um, they have that. I love, like, that's one of the spiritual gifts, I feel like, uh, or even the love languages, mm -hmm. you know, the yeah. gift thing. I love giving gifts, right. not necessarily just getting them, but there were so many people who would, you would talk to and you'd, uh, some gift would come in and you'd mm -hmm. call them up to say thank you and they would be more cheerful. Mm -hmm. It's that Bible mm -hmm. yeah, cheerful giver. Yeah, they, they love that. And mm -hmm. so we don't do it all the time, but it was interesting mm -hmm. because there was a moment yesterday where I saw someone talk to you, Barkev, mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. a big old smile on their yeah, face. Absolutely. And hand you a folded check. No idea how much it is, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But you could see it in their face. Big you could deal. see that it was like, I'm this is awesome. And Thanks I love for the opportunity yes. kind of scenario. Exactly. And that's that's exactly. The, that's what we're doing here. When mm -hmm. and and not to say if you can't give or you just decided I don't or didn't feel led that you're a bad person. Mm -hmm. That's not it at all. Absolutely. You're you may be flipped the next time if this ever happens again. Hey, we have a trip coming up in this yeah. and you may have be the opportunity. But it's just sweet to get people out of that rhythm to mm -hmm. partner with you and what the Lord's brought to us. Mm -hmm. The exactly. Holy Spirit's opened exactly. the door for these three things, two wells and food, uh, to be on our church's shoulders and our trip to say, mm -hmm. hey, this is what we're asking you all to do. And we're going, well, we're going to trust you with this. Let's ask the congregation. And right. people are partnering with us, and they really get to experience that sweet aroma you talked about. Yeah, yeah. I love it's, it. Yeah, the... the how picturesque the scripture is when when you just dig in, which is exactly what um, both Brian and, and Nathan talked about these past two weeks, is that this is your opportunity to really dig in and mm. get the bigger picture, and that's what the Lord wants us to do. You want to know more? Well, then dig in. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, true. It's just fun to do it. We, we have such a high privilege to be able to do that and, and share that with our church. It can family. be stressful at times, mm -hmm. but it's so fun. It is. It is. It's you know? awesome. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Sweet fun. Time. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of fun. Yeah. Speaking of fun. Step we got up, more man. things Tell happening this week. It. Yeah, so tonight, you guys can, if you're listening to this today, if we, you know, if this lands today, please pray for us. We have our One Crazy Summer, which is our family event. We've been trying to describe it, um, and it's a little <laughs> bit of VBS. It's not VBS, but it's got elements. It's got uh, fun, uh, just outdoor activities. We're trying to make it as just exciting, and we've been working hard on doing that. And really, part of what the mission is of this is to connect families here at Cop Bible. Absolutely. And uh, for parents as well as kids, because that was the requirement is mom and dad, you got to be there. Mm -hmm. And it's not just the fact that we are having worship songs and we're having fun. We are sharing from his word. We're talking about Peter tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, we're talking about Jesus calling Peter to follow him, be a fisher of men. That's mm -hmm. what we're, that's there what tonight's we about. That's awesome. Um, and uh, at the same time, you know, to be able to see a family who's in the same place you are in life. Mm -hmm. You know, you got same age kids, and to be able to share that room together um, and just be a part of it. We got about 80 people coming tonight. I think that's a good, good, fun size. Um, we got volunteers. That's just the attendees, but that's not the volunteers, too. Mm -hmm. We got volunteers coming. We got great food. Um, my daughter's co hosting with me hey, on uh, stage. So it'll be fun. fun. Can't wait. Um, and uh, if you are coming tonight, I fully expect every adult in the room to participate. I told all the kids <laughs> yesterday, I said, no parents standing there with their arms crossed. You no, are going to be a part of it. all right, of it. And right. We need Jump energy. In. We need Jump hype. In. So yeah. I'm pumped. It's going to run until Thursday. Um, just pray for you know safety with the heat and everything. We got water. We're telling everybody to bring water bottles. We just, you know, yeah. we didn't expect it to be this hot, but we're taking care of that. And we're doing our best to make sure that everybody's uh, safe and watched out for. So, yeah. 
And on the hottest night of them all, on the Wednesday night, night of them all, is we're actually movie night inside. <laughs> inside. Here we go. Smart move. It's Smart move. Yeah. Movie night inside. There it's called One Crazy summer, summer, and it's going to be a One Crazy Summer. I'm one crazy hoping. Week. We're, you know, it's one of those events where you're sitting up at three in the morning and go, oh, I could do that. <laughs> you know, you Possibilities got, you got are this endless. plan, and all of a sudden something really bizarre comes to you. You go, let's do that. <laughs> so, it's going to be fun, though. Yeah, we're going to have a blast. So, you know, if you're not participating, at least drive by. Yeah, there you go. Be out Just there. Dr- take a drive by and see what's going on. Maybe so. bring us some water. Yeah, <laughs> or or get one of the uh, super soakers. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Even you know, if it wasn't if there wasn't the fear of drought, I would hired the fire department. <laughs> Boy howdy! <laughs> Boy howdy! Last is all we. All right. Well, hey, Barkev, thank you for uh, yeah. just a very encouraging wrap up to that. That you was uh, definitely definitely. Uh, uh, very moving mm-hmm. just to see that in scripture so mm-hmm. and just remember you're not a second class citizen mm-hmm. you no place your faith in christ you Absolutely. are not and and he loves you we love you and uh we just love seeing you come through the door and if you were here for the first time this week you know what if you come back next week do not walk out the door without us getting to know you <laughs> amen we're brother gonna, we're, probably amen. Gonna, we're gonna find you we're gonna find you <laughs> and no, we're, we're gonna, gonna no we want to meet you yeah. we want to talk to you that's something we 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 are very committed to here is our pastors getting to know the people come through the door so all right. Well, hopefully you uh, enjoyed. I think you did because it was such a great podcast today. But uh, we will see you Sunday. Thank you for joining us for the Second Course Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the discussion. If you'd like more information about Coppell Bible Fellowship, you can check us out at coppellbible.org or email us at info at coppellbible.org. However, the best way to get to know our church is to join us on Sunday at 9 or 1045 a.m. We would love to see you.